0: Community Alliance with Family Farmers presents the Farmers Beat Podcast. That's B E E T. Hi, my name is Grace Perry. I work at Community Alliance with Family Farmers, also known as CAF. I am the host of these episodes where we hear directly from small family farmers throughout California, getting the real information and the stories behind the food we grow and eat. In this series, we pay particular attention to the innovative work small scale farmers are doing to keep their food safe to eat and share techniques farmer to farmer.
1: Singer tê à các vật chi <coughs> tiêu của nhóm cho tao thu gió tê cho um tao giàu lo cho tao cho um lá tê, company sư cứ chỉ farmers market, cái của tê là tao cầu từ um my name is Bai tao i live here in singer california Um, Singer is the outskirts of Fresno, like maybe 30 minutes away from Fresno. I am the owner of my farm. I grow different kinds of vegetable, and I live here. I sell my vegetable to local companies. I don't go to farmer's market, and I love farming. I love what I'm doing.
0: Baitao Farms is located in the heart of the San Joaquin Valley, also known as the breadbasket of the world, due to producing a variety of citrus, fruits, and vegetables in its soil. Tao is part of the Hmong community in Fresno and has been farming for over 10 years. She learned about farming from her parents and grandparents who settled in Fresno after being displaced from their homelands of Laos and Thailand in the late 1970s.
1: My grandparents and my parents they've been farming their whole life and I learned from my grandparents and my parents for as long as I can remember I see my parents being farming all this time my grandparents and my parents they don't farm anymore they're old so they um, retire and they don't farm now it's me who have to take the lead in farming I've been farming for over 10 years, and I have the passion of becoming a farmer. So I, I live here at the farm. I have the land here. I want to become a farmer and plant vegetable to feed the community, to feed the people. Now it's me who have to take the lead in farming.
0: Today, there are over 100,000 Hmong Americans living in California, and the Mong are a major ethnic group in Fresno, among one of the two largest communities in the United States. During the second wave of Mong immigration in the 1980s, many of those in the Mong community that settled in the Central Valley turned to farming to make a living. Many Mong farmers in the Central Valley work on small plots of land ranging from 1 to 10 acres and grow Asian specialty crops. Bai raises crops and uses the
1: farming skills passed down from earlier generations. It was back in the country where my grandparents, they farm over there, um, Laos and Thailand.
0: We visited Bai on a rainy day at the end of 2021 to hear her story and learn about her farm's food safety practices. Bai's farm is currently in transition from fall to winter. Here,
1: li- here I live as sinker. It's the outskirts of Fresno in California. Right now we are sitting in my front yard and looking across the street to my lemongrass field. Um, We also looking at an empty field where I was planting green beans last time and we just finished the green beans a week ago and my husband already disked the field Today is cloudy and it's been raining a lot. We have a lot of rain in the last couple days, which helped us a lot. Bai Tao has 40
0: acres on her farm and plants lemongrass and a variety of other crops.
1: I have about 40 acres out here, out in the field. I'm, I, I plant vegetables, I do weeding. Um, I irrigate the crops. I need to make sure if the crops are healthy. If it needs to uh, put fertilizer, I will apply fertilizer for the vegetables and just make sure my vegetables are healthy and I can sell them to the local companies. Um, half I do lemongrass, and half I do I plant um, green beans. Peanuts, Thai chili, peanuts, um, a little bit of each. My favorite thing is that every day when I go out to the field and I see my crops are growing healthy, it makes me happy. And knowing that these are healthy vegetable and the people are eating them and just seeing your vegetable healthy and looking good, that you can sell them, that makes me happy. Lemongrass
0: in particular has to be prepared in a very unique way in order to survive the cold Central Valley winters.
1: For lemongrass right now we uh, it's winter time so it's very cold. Um, we have freeze coming and we have to cover the lemongrass with plastic that will um, help the lemongrass, not dying out so we have to cover the plastic for the lemongrass that will stay until March then when the weather gets warm we can take out the plastic lemongrass stay all year round it's just that the winter time you have to cover with the plastic so they don't die when we have a heavy freeze during peak season, by Farms can have 10 to 30 workers at a time on any given day. I usually have around 10 workers helping me here and there when I need them. Um, it depends on what I'm doing on that day. Um, uh, usually when I harvest green beans, I could have around 20 to 30 workers on that day, but for lemongrass, maybe just five to 10 people. It depends on how many boxes we have to cut on that particular day.
0: FITAL's customers are local wholesale companies in Fresno, Sarabian, and KB Farms.
1: You never know. Um, on a good year, it depends on the market too. If the market is good, then it's nice for all the farmers. I wholesale my vegetable to um, local companies here in Sanger, like Cerubian companies. Um, I sell it to KB companies. They're local here in Sanger, and they are wholesale companies. Yeah.
0: How does your food safety plan help support the farm's food safety culture?
1: It helps me a lot. It helps me to remember what i done. Every time when I do something, I note it down. So that helps me to remember. It helps me to um, to train the worker um, better. It helps me to remember when I apply fertilizer or chemical out On the field or to the crops. So it does help me a lot when I put something down on paper. If I don't remember, I have the plan to look on it. It gives the time and the date and all that.
0: Bai's family and culture have been a major influence in her farming development and career. As she mentioned before, her parents and grandparents taught her everything she knows about the farming industry. Food safety looked a little different when her parents were running the farm.
1: Back then, my parents, they grow their um, crops. They don't put doubt on a safety plant. They just remember it. But now when I become a farmer myself, I know that I have to put everything down on um, paper recorded. So that should help me remember. And to become a farmer, safety is your number one thing. You want your crops to be healthy so it can be eatable to better off my um, business.
0: Baitao's farming roots date back to when her family was living in Thailand. She describes their process on growing rice and how they inspected it to make sure it was healthy.
1: When they live in Thailand, they grow rice. The way they um, knowing it's just by looking, actually seeing it. They don't put down on paper and see it. So they can tell by if the rice is healthy or if it's not. If um, they leave the rice out on a container for too long, it has bugs. They know that it's not healthy. They will toss it away. That's what my parents just, um, they just knowing that.
0: Baitao's farm uses a drip tape system as their irrigation method. In drought-prone areas, a drip tape system can be a crucial water-saving method to grow crops and can reduce a farm's water consumption by as much as 60%. From a food safety perspective, Drip tape is less risky because it applies water directly to the plant's roots and is less likely to touch the edible part of the plant when compared to overhead or flood irrigation methods.
1: I have a water well here out in the field, and that's how I get the water to irrigate my crops. Before I water my crops, I do flooding. But now I use um, drip tape, which save water and save time. That's how I, I water my crops right now. I use the drip tape. I've I been using for like eight years. On-farm food safety also includes monitoring
0: your water sources for pathogens such as E. coli. This summer, Vi tested her water with a local lab to better understand her water quality.
1: Yes. I have both of my wells tested for the water and I got the result, it was clean water. So that was the change that I made around the summertime. As
0: the owner of a farm that hires seasonal workers, Bai makes sure that all employees are trained on the farm's food safety protocols, including how to clean and sanitize harvest tools that seasonal workers bring to the farm.
1: I, I'm the owner of the farm, so I hired the workers. Um, I have to make sure the, if the, the worker, they didn't know it, I have to tell them that when they are not feeling well, they have to tell me there should be no problem based on their health. And that has to do with a clear communication. So I have to talk to the worker that if they got hurt, or if they're not feeling well, they have to let me as the owner know it's for better, for them and for myself. Uh, right now, I am actually working on that. I have the safety plant and I have all the uh, a log sheet that I have to um, provide that to the worker. So um, we all have to follow the rules in the log. For example, like, when we uh, harvest lemongrass, we use a lot of tools, and usually the workers, they have their own tools. Um, they don't like what I provided for them, so they, they bought their own tools, and I know that they, they clean their tools, but in order to know that they are actually doing it, I would, I would, usually I would check on their tools too, but if i don't check on their tools then i i provide the bucket all the sanitizer all the cleaning equipment for the worker which on farm food safety practice do you think is easiest for a farmer to
0: start with if they're new to food safety
1: i have to go with like everything it's important for their health for the health cleaning all the tools everything is important so um i think for the workers, they have to know all of it because everything is important when you're working out in the field and when you're working with crops, you're picking vegetable and selling for people to eat it. Everything applies and important. You have to um, really know what you are doing. I have to train them to make sure they know what to do
0: are there any new crops, practices, or equipment that you're excited to try
1: in 2022? I thinking about maybe I maybe I might plant bitter melon. For bitter melon, um, you just picking by hands, but you're gonna have to use a, a a wheelbarrow. You have to use the wheelbarrow, go in the row and pick your bitter melon place it in there and wheel out. You don't carry the boxes in there. Right now, I am putting some jujube tree. I just putting the tree this year. So about two years, you should be able to harvest. It should give you plenty of fruit on the second year.
0: There's much more to discuss about the history of the Hmong people and their journey to the United States that we didn't get to in this episode. We encourage our listeners to do more research and share what you learn with others. We'll include some helpful resource links in the show notes. CAF is a nonprofit organization that has been helping small farmers across California with technical assistance and policy advocacy since 1978. If you're curious about the things you learned in this episode, head over to our show notes at calf.org slash farmersbeat. That's B-E-E-T, where we have links, resources, and photographs. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and follow us on Instagram at calf underscore fam farms to stay up to date on when new episodes are released and see more pictures from the farms featured in this podcast. This podcast would not exist without funding from the California Specialty Crop Small and Medium Scale Farm Food Safety Technical Assistance Program, made possible by the United States Department of Agriculture. The contents of this podcast are solely the responsibility of CAF and do not necessarily represent the official views of the USDA. We thank them for their support of this work and helping real farmers share their food safety tips to other farmers. Are you a farmer interested in being in a future episode or have a question related to this podcast? You can contact us at thefarmersbeat@caf.org. Thank you for listening and join us for the next episode from CAF, sharing farm fresh insights right from the field and giving voice to sustainable agriculture since 1978.